And we are live. What's going on, Nerd Nation? Uh, looks like we're a little short tonight, but you know what? It's okay. It's just John and me. Uh, Ken is recovering from an accident where he couldn't see where he was going at uh, the new Rangers Park uh, the other night. So his knee is not working very well, and he's got it propped up. Uh, Elliot is taking what he calls a mental day, so we'll allow that it is a result of his brutally physical week so it's just going to be john and i and we may have ron at the top this top of the hour i don't know uh but we're going to sit here and chit chat for an hour we'll talk sports we'll talk whatever comes to mind um there's been a great buzz on the internets about a certain science fiction show that we want to discuss and yeah when it's just you and i man it, it, it's bullshit dude for yeah, an hour we yeah we're not bullshit. we're not following the the traditional script we're not right? we're not following the script i mean there is yeah. i mean we can talk i mean i don't know if you've seen mandalorian i don't know if you've seen all those episodes as well i haven't i, haven't. I refuse to spend a dime on disney i hear you okay all right well but mm. uh but we can talk we can start we can talk picard we can talk you know a little bit of sports um, your Oilers are, you know, the show's going to end when the Oilers start game four this week, or is it game three? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's game four. Game four. They're down 2-1 to the Kings. What's going on with that, John? Come on. Oilers are, the, I mean, the best the best team in the West, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and yeah. they're down 3-1 to the Kings. So what's going on with that? Am I allowed to rant or are we yes, you can yet? rant as long as much as you want to. Yeah. The gloves um, are off. Knock yourself out. It's just you and me. Let's do this. We got Mike. Mike's here, man. Our 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 um Nate our our resident dolphins fan. Oh really? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Facebook. So, so Oilers. Um, 16 seconds from being up to nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, they lost an OT yesterday, right? Yeah, they lost an OT. Um, it's been really bad, man. Um, you know, I don't, I, it's not, I don't want to blame the officiating, but it's just, it's blatant. It's so blatant. It's so bad. How like the, the penalty, the, the 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 game one, the penalty that we got called, they gave us, they gave the Kings a power play. Actually, right. both times they've won in yeah. overtime, they've been on the power play. Okay, Oilers never get a power play in overtime, but Kings have gotten. Yeah, kind of so, like the Cavs today when they were playing in New York. New York's getting all the, all the calls, but that's all right. Oh, dude, it's, it's it's and you're gonna say, oh, there's you know, it happens in every sport and it happens with every team. It's blatant. Against the Oilers, blatant. Um, Warren Fogle, one of the forwards of the Oilers, got tripped up, got interfered with 10 seconds before they called a penalty on Vincent D'Arnais. So, the like, this is the thing with Oilers Oilers don't care if you call a penalty, like fans don't mm -hmm. care if you call a penalty against the Oilers. Just if you're going to call the penalty on us, call it on the other team too. Like right. the exact same, the exact same play. Call both ways, right? Right. Call, call. Keep it even. Keep it fair. Like not even. Like if, but if they make, if they, if they are in a penalty, give them that. Um, it, it's been bad, man. I mean, yeah. the, the Friday thing, I didn't even watch it because I was just so disgusted. 
Um, so I, I'm, I don't know, man. I mean, the Oilers, like everyone was like, oh, well, you know, we're going to do the, we're going to run the West. We're going to, I'm like, I don't want to play the Kings in the first round. Like it's the last team I want to face. Yeah. I don't, I don't want anything to do with the Kings because they're a gritty team and they're not like a super, they don't have superstars. They've just got a really good team. And right. it's the, that's the worst type of team you want to play in the, in the, uh, in the playoffs. So I don't know, man, I'm, I don't know what to say. I I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that we should be up three Oh, um, but now we're trailing two one. If we, if we lose this game, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. It's uh, like, I'm, it, I'm it, of the same opinion with the bolts. I didn't want to play the, I didn't want to play the, the Maple Leafs in the first round either. Um, because they obviously, I mean, the team they've got this year has been better than most teams in the last few years for, for Toronto. Um, and they played the Lightning hard all season long. And, you know, Lightning come in and they lose in overtime to the Leafs last night. Yeah. And now they're down 2-1. They've lost home ice. back. To, it's back to Toronto. And I'm just, you know, I mean, they, they – they're just this team is not as strong as 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 I would like them to be at this point. Um, so you know, and Stamkos, Stamkos and Matthews got into it last night. I, I know, mean, they, yeah, they were right. fighting on the ice last night. Dude, I I I got I got to admit something. I said, you know, I I always told myself I always got the Maple Leafs in my back pocket. So if the Oilers totally pooped to bed, like I'm I'm ride or die with the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing I can I can use that card because I'm from disclaimer. Toronto. John had dis disavowed the Leafs at the beginning of this season. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, but like, <laughs> I, I, dude, it's just it's just crazy. I like, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like Canadian teams just have a hex on them. Like for right. for whatever reason, we have a fantastic regular season. We're favored to win the cup. We're this, that, and a third, and it's just we can't we can't get out of our own way. And right. then to top it all off, not only do we do dumb things, but then we got the, the the refs just seem to continue to pile on penalties. I mean, what's the penalties? I think it's twenty eight to 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 twelve or something like that in favor wow. of the in favor of the Kings or something. It's something crazy. It, it's it's insanity. And I'm just I'm just blown away that like. And then, but if you say this, you're a whiner. If you you know if you, you're complaining, you're just a you know a fanboy and. Mm. You know what do you do? So I don't know, dude. I mean, tonight's a big game. If they lose down three one, going back to Edmonton, you know they might win game five then. But you know, I don't know. I have no idea, man. So well, and the playoffs aren't exactly panning out like we any everybody thought it would either. I mean, there's. I mean, you look at you look at the the Colorado series. You look at the Boston series, and I mean, it's just. You know, it, it's a toss-up at this point. So, mm -hmm. um, it, that's but that's what makes NHL hockey so much so good. Oh, is yeah. is the the unexpected things? Anything can happen once the playoffs start, and that's what makes hockey that's, so great. Th that's that's the truth, man. Yeah. Um, like you can be a team that's favored. Yeah. In the NHL playoffs, but that really doesn't mean a lot. Well, go back again to the thing that you guys always give me shit for is the 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 Columbus Tampa series when they yeah. won the Presidents Cup. Doesn't mean a thing. And Columbus won four four zero in that series. So, yep. Um, yep. hockey's 
hockey playoffs are the most unpredictable series of of all of the f- major four sports that we that we discuss on this show. Oh, completely. I mean, it's it, and it's and that's what makes NHL the, the playoffs so much fun to watch, as you just don't know what's going to happen, and that's great. The, the the things that like this is the the the, the scariest thing in the NHL playoffs is going against a hot goalie. When a, when a goalie gets hot during this time of year, right? That usually transitions and in, it translates into playoff success. Right. Like th- think of any goalie that's ever won a Stanley Cup. It's usually they got really hot. So right. yeah, obviously our guy hasn't been very hot. <laughs> <laughs> The big cat Vasilevsky has not been himself either going into the playoffs. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, I mean, you know what? And whatever happens, happens. You just, you just got to sit back as a fan and go, it wasn't our year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that's it, dude. I mean, the only saving grace is it's so funny because this is a good transition. Uh, The only saving grace to me is I have two things. If again, if the Oilers poop to bed, you know, I'm going to have to hear you get the leaves. You know, they, well, they, I'll hear it all off season. Oh, they choked in the playoffs. McDavid can't do anything. He's only a regular. Like, you'll hear all that crap. Right. Whatever. But I I can always fall back to the Leafs. Right. So I have the Leafs. If, if, the, if that is, hopefully the Leafs do good and, you know, right. beat Tampa, but that's definitely not a given. Right. Uh, but I have, I have the NFL draft coming up, man. This, this it's week. It's Christmas, brother. It's Christmas. So, yes. Wednesday night, you'll be watching draft day. Draft day is on Wednesday night. Yep. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely be watching draft day on Wednesday night. Um, I always, it always makes me smile when they when uh, when uh, Sonny Weaver Jr. gives a call gets a call from Buffalo, um, in the movie. <laughs> I always like that. I hope things like that happen this week. I really hope well, draft day is like the perfect I, the, the perfect scenario. For the NFL draft, I mean, everything that goes on in that movie is like the perfect scenario that you couldn't. I mean, they wrote a script, but you can't write a script about, about yeah. if that were to happen, you know, uh, yeah. in and, real and life. The best thing, the best hey, thing is the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Pants Patsies, right? Yeah, I know, like, right? Totally are the Patsies in the, in the, in the show. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's great. You gotta love it. Um, yeah. Speaking of the NFL. Um, there was a major happening this week. The NFL has suspended five players for violations of the league's gambling policy, mm. including four members of the Detroit Lions. And that would be Jamison Williams is the biggest name in this group. Because uh, he, he was, only got you know, six games, right? Right. Well, he, he went down to injury and didn't didn't really play much last year at all. But he's he was supposed to be um, – you know, on a comeback trail to, be, to have a breakout season for the for the Lions, but yes, right. he's been suspended for six games, um, along with uh, Commanders defensive end uh, Shaka Tony. Um, my thought process on this is the reason why they were suspended is because either they bet on NFL games, or they bet on non NFL games on NFL property. Or on their franchise, pro- or on their their team's property, right. um, whether it be at the facility, on a plane, a hotel, whatever. Um, right. Those players that did not bet on NFL games are the ones that got the six games, whereas there were two other players 
in that group of five that bet on NFL games. Do you feel there is a hypocrisy with the NFL because they have teamed up with all of these gambling sites? Well, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, right. The draft, I'm sure, will be brought to you by DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like, and this is the thing. Like, look, okay, this is this is I'm getting on my soapbox here about the, the yeah. agents. The agents should again tell these kids that they for ten signed. years, mind your mind your p's and q's, right? Mind your p's and q's for a decade, dude. Yes. If you're lucky, you'll get five to seven years right. of, a, of a career. You can set your family up for life. Yes, set yourself up for life. So for the next, let's say, decade. Just be a, a model citizen. Now, right. a lot easier said than done when right. a kid is 22 right. and all of a sudden he's got a Lamborghini in his truck. He's got all this money in his bank account to play with and right. he just wants to go crazy. Right. Pardon the a lot easier said than done. My, my, my boy group wanted to, wanted some attention. So. No, it's okay. It's right. um, I pet a cat today. You pet a cat today? There was a cat. There was a cat in the store that me and my wife were at. It was just uh-huh. like one of the the family owned the, the store and they owned the cat. And the cat yeah. was there. I gave it a pet. Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, we're thinking of getting barn cats though. Really? So, well, that's get to get rid of the rodents, I'm sure. Well, that yeah, that's the big reason. I mean, there's you know, I mean, this is dude. Again, the soapbox is a lot easier said than done, but this is why I think there should be some type of personal development leadership courses these draft picks should go through like mm-hmm. before they sign contracts before they get a uh, an agent they should go through some type of like not education i, I wouldn't say education. some kind of training or some ed, you just, know just a way to say like and just to sit them down and say listen you're young you know you're you're gonna get a ton of money you're gonna get a ton of publicity you're gonna get a ton of love don't let it go to your head for the next five to 10 years. Just be a model citizen, collect your paychecks, do your job really well. Smile for the camera. Yeah. And I feel, I feel that the NFL should bring in former players who went through some challenges that made the mistakes, you know, um, guys like Art Schleister, who had a bad gambling problem when he came, when he came up out of Ohio state, um, you know, Michael Vick could be a good vocal advocate oh, as sure. well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these ex-players that went through some shit and they made some bad decisions and can relate the ramifications of making those bad decisions to these new to the rookies, you know, and to these players. Yeah, uh, life coach. a life coach. That's a good that's a good and that's a good description, Brett. Thank you. Yeah, and it's um, not it's not it's not to like sit there and be like you can do it you're special you can achieve whatever you put your mind to it's not that it's more of a like let's manage your career and you're human and you're gonna you're bound to make mistakes let's just right. not make these mistakes yeah don't make these you know, and how do you johnny manzel is a good example as well another one and again easier said than done i mean I, you know i i remember when i was you know mr successful online and yep. i had more money than i knew what to do with at that right. time and when you have that and you have yes men in your ear everywhere, it's very, very easy to believe your own hype. Correct. So a lot easier said than done. So I don't fault the kid. This is this is where I put it on the end. Now I know we're all we're all adults, and even these guys, even though they're young, they should they should take responsibility. But the NFL is a machine that doesn't care about these kids. They care about the product on the field. And if 
DraftKings and FanDuel and whatever gambling site is going to pay for the product on MGM. the field. And MGM is another big one, yes. MGM, they don't care. They don't care what it does to the kids, what it does to – they don't care. They they have this book of rules, and they don't think about the, the ramifications of putting kids in that situation. And right. I, I, Dude, I don't know if there's an easy answer for this because it's I, – I see it from all sides. I see it where it's like I, I fault the kids for not making the right decision, but I fault the agents for not – you know, I fault the teams for not getting like a life coach like Brett said. I fault the NFL for surrounding them with all this stuff. I don't know if there's an, there's a, a an answer, a solution to it. Right. Uh, you you kind of just cross your fingers and hope. Yeah, these vets, you know. Well, Josh Gordon, another good example, Josh Gordon and his and – I mean, imagine the career Josh Gordon could have had had he not oh, gotten busted. Ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Uh, then again, I also say the NFL's rules on marijuana are ancient and out of yeah. touch with yeah. today's society too. Yeah. But <laughs> what is performance enhancing? No. Yeah, no, the NBA has already approved that you know they're going to drop the marijuana check from from its drug testing. So yeah, I mean it's because I mean nobody's more out of the closet pot smokers than NBA players. But yeah. um, I mean Josh Gordon's potential was so high he could have been a top ten receiver in the NFL. Oh, for sure. Not for his troubles. You know what I'm saying? Despite the fact he was playing on the Cleveland Browns. All right. He's chewing on me. Now it's time to get him down. All right. When he starts chewing on me, I got to drop him. Um, It's just, I think it's hypocritical because, I mean, the the NFL is in bed with these gambling sites. Exactly. And then they're going to come back and they're going to penalize these guys for gambling. Uh, You know, it's just, I think it's hypocritical. I mean, if, if you're going to go all the way, go all the way. Don't be in league with these gambling sites. But the money is so prevalent and so high. And, and it's just so much money the NFL is making off these, off these partners. It's, it's unreal. You can't, you can't blame the kids for wanting to bet on these games because no. of the connection with the NFL and DraftKings and in, in MGM and you know FanDuel, all these on these gambling sites, it just, it just, it, the appearance of being hypocritical is just prevalent in this whole yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. But I again, I don't, I don't think anyone wins in this. I don't, I don't think the NFL wins. I don't think the kids win. I don't think right. the teams win. Right. You know, it's 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 dumb. But. They I mean, have these, rules. these five guys are now done for the pretty much all the whole season. I mean, I mean, oh, William, yeah, yeah, yeah. Williams is on number six games, but still, I mean, they got two players that are number six yeah. games. But six, six games the in the NFL is like 35% of the season. That's a third yeah. of the season, is what third it is. It's one third. Yeah. yeah. It's 18 yeah. weeks. So it's a third of the whole season that, that they're done. Yeah. yeah. You know? So. It is and, a kid, and a kid like Jameson Williams, this is going to be his, his his second year. Right, he needs reps, man. Right, he needs reps. He doesn't need to be sitting on the sideline. He needs reps. So I agree. Yeah, I, it's 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 crazy, man. It's it truly is a, a crazy situation. But what can you do, right? What can you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. couple what other notes. I mean, there's still no no movement on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, that's, that's just, that's, that's a sideshow of its own. I love it. Um, 
I, I, if, if Aaron Rodgers does show up to New Jersey, I hope that they mortgage their future for him. I hope they give Green Bay like seven first round draft picks <laughs> just for that one or two years that he'll be there. That's what there's I also rumors that the San Francisco talks are ramping up too. So who knows? I mean, well, I don't I don't foresee Green Bay trading Rodgers to San Francisco, one of their most heated rivals in the NFC. Well, you never know, dude. I mean, you know, it's, it's, NFL does interesting deals between teams. Man. Brett, you, Brett makes a comment about uh Derrick Henry going to the Philly. I, you know what? Tennessee's gonna gonna give up a gonna not is gonna make sure they give up a lot if that happens. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Derrick Henry stays in stays in Tennessee. To be honest, I just I don't see markets for running backs. Like I just don't yeah. see it. like what the money Derrick Henry would command. I, no. Well, the age of the running back. Of the '80s and '90s is is actually going away. It's been it's more of a passing league now. It's getting closer to the CFL than anything else, as far as the NFL is concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, the only difference is that the CFL only has three downs, whereas the NFL has four. But um, the NFL has become a passing league, and quarterbacks are more valuable. Wide receivers are more valuable than running backs are right now. Um, what do you make of the whole Lamar Jackson situation? I never really, really, never really got your I know you don't really don't care because it's Baltimore and you don't like Baltimore. It's not, it's not that I don't care. I, I, I think, and this is the thing, like, I wish I could blame this on the agent, but he has none. Um, he doesn't have an agent. Right. And then that yeah. that's his first mistake because he doesn't have an agent. I think he should yeah, have he, an agent. He, he got that offer from Baltimore and it's like on par with what Jalen Hurts got. He should have yeah. taken that deal. Like this, this whole idea that you're going to have a fully guaranteed contract because no offense, Cleveland decided to, Right. And again, like we that. talked about that last week with Derek is that, you know, there the whole contract with Deshaun Watson screwed the pooch for Lamar Jackson because now he wants what, what, what Deshaun yeah. Watson got and he's not going to get it. Right it's what's crazy to me now. And this is, you know, when, when, when the deal was done, it was just like, oh my gosh, that's huge. But now you're looking at the deals. The, the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen deals look like steals. Correct. Like absolute. St- so shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, even though it pains me to say that, as well as the, you know the Buffalo Bills for right. seeing this market that was coming years before it happened. Yeah. So, but now when when you come come again with these contracts and for Josh and Patrick Mahomes, you know provide you know. But see, Patrick and Josh, I think are of a of different breed. I think Patrick and Josh are of that. Tom Brady, they will take a discount, a hometown discount to get better players around them. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, totally. I totally see Patrick Mahomes and guys like Josh Allen just saying, Hey, I just want to win championships. Yeah, and, you, know what, that, and, yeah. and you look at look at what I mean, Josh Allen specifically has made 85 million dollars with this new already. contract already. Yeah. Already, and Lamar Jackson has only banked about 32 or 33 million dollars yeah. in his first five or six like, years in the league. Like, you know, I, so Josh I, has made his uh, money. He doesn't have to worry about the big contract when this new, when this one ends. So, so Lamar doesn't have an agent, but he, uh, he's got his family in his head. He's got, right? yes. His mom is negotiating. Apparently him and his mom are, are in, in cahoots as far as negotiating. So, so dude, you know, like this he's, kills me. 
he's another one of those guys that have a bunch of yes men around him and they do whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah, and I'm I'm like this huge Lamar Jackson fan, and uh, you know, I, okay. Well, Brett, just bring. Let's keep just. We're just bringing along different topics. I love yes. it. I, I love it. Keep, keep it coming, Brett. Deal. Fantastic. Keeping the conversation going, Brett. I love it. I like it. Good job, Brett. Yeah. No, a great deal. Love it. I, I've always been an Allen Robinson fan. I I think he's great. I think he languished in Chicago as well as in in Jacksonville. But well, LA too. Soft. I mean, but yeah, LA was so in LA, LA too. Yeah, but he's just he's a oh, it's great. It's a great deal for the. And I hate it because I know he's I'm a greater receiver than I'm a round pick or something. So I can't stand it. What's that, sir? I said, and I and I can't stand it because he went to the Steelers, and I'm a Browns fan, so it just right. makes me feel better, worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I I love it. I think I. But I then again, that. the Steelers really don't have a decent quarterback right now because Ben's been retired, and and I don't, I don't care. I, I I'm not a big fan of their quarterback. So what's that um, quarterback? What's that guy again? What's his name? Oh Kenny, God, you made Kenny, me look for it, didn't you? God damn it, John. Kenny something. Kenny Pickett. Thank you very much. Kenny Pickett. That's it. I knew it was Kenny. So, Kenny Pickett out of out of yeah. Pitt. And then and then George Pickens is his. Yeah. I. George Pickens is his receiver. Yes. Yeah. Pickett Pickett the Pickens was the was yes, the fun. Pickett the Pickens was the big thing. Now it's gonna be a picket to to Allen Robinson. So um and of course they've got Mitchell. Is it Mitchell Trubisky or is no, it's is it yeah, Mid- I don't Mid- think he's is it Trubisky or Minshew who's in I think no Minshew's in Philadelphia and, and okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway. Um but yeah, I don't think I mean Kenny Pickett is is supposedly the guy in Pittsburgh and yeah. I know, I'm not high on Kenny Pickett. He didn't show me anything last year. So, I mean, but uh, it's just, um, I mean, Allen Robinson got a good deal with Pittsburgh. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to get a lot of, a lot of looks, a lot of carries, a lot of, I mean, a lot of uh, looks and, and, and throws. So, I mean, he's going to be the guy there. Um, the Bucks are going with Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Brett as their potential starter. Um, and their backup is a second-year guy. Hang on one second. Blaine Gabbert. Now that Blaine Gabbert has gone to uh, Kansas City, just just, just to want to let you know, your previous backup was better. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. Who was calling um, And... Baker Mayfield will be going against Kyle Trask uh, in camp, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. So, mm, sorry, just people love calling me when. Yes, do you hear that come through? I didn't hear that, it. No. I didn't you don't hear, hear that. Didn't you, you don't hear the ringing? No, I didn't hear the ring. Oh, well, that's good. Your 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 sound dampener is working very well with your computer. So, dude, my computer is epic. It's because it's Apple, and you're an Apple fanboy. That's all right. I'm not. A, I'm not an Apple fanboy anymore, dude. I'm just. I'm just used to Apple now. That's it. Really? I'm definitely not a fanboy. It's not like I'm loyal to this company. I'm not loyal to any companies these days because you see how quick companies can flip flop on Correct. everything. So yeah, yeah no, yeah. don't. don't I, I'm just gonna say I like my. I like my my uh, my Samsung Gal my Samsung Galaxy. That's fine. Hey, Apple dude, let's uh. If I don't know if Ron's coming or not, but we should uh, we should get into some uh, some Picard drama. Let's before, let's do uh, some Picard drama. Yeah, man. Um, I have watched this series. Yeah. 
since it's since since it starts. So I've seen all three seasons. Yep. Um, first couple were they were okay. I liked last. I hated, I hated the fr- the first one sucked. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the second season when second they went back in time to L.A. and and they interacted with back in time, uh, and then this season came along and the USS Titan and in uh, seven and nine being the first officer on a Federation starship, uh, and the and and they brought back all of the original cast pretty sans, much, sans yeah. Wesley Crusher, but that's okay. They brought back the entire. Star Trek Next Generation cast, Michael Dorn, um, Beverly Crusher, uh, Marina Sirtis, and, you know, uh, Brett Spiner, LeVar Brett Spiner, LeVar Burton, the whole Jonathan thing. Frakes, and the last four episodes of, I want to say last four of this, of this year, will go down as one of the greatest four episode span of, of, Episodic television in history, one of the oh, best. I, I would agree with that, especially. I mean, Star once Rise. they went to the museum and all of the historical ships were there. I mean, you're looking at the first Enterprise, you're looking at Voyager, you're looking at all that stuff, hmm. and the nostalgia. I'm sure Next Generation was your Star Trek because the original series was right before your time so I'm right. yeah, yeah 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 like okay and so, Ron's in the green room I'm going to bring Ron in he's in the green room I'm going to bring him in but we're going to keep talking okay about well Ron you're going to have to you're going to have to hold Ron, on you're going to have to deal with for the next 10 minutes Star Trek propaganda <laughs> for the next few minutes before we get started so I'm just going to let you know but yeah I mean I mean gen- next generation was probably your Star Trek because the original series was way before your time Right. So it was like, it's what got me hooked on Star. Now I watched the original series growing up, like, you know, the odd thing and it was whatever. Cause it was syndicated. Um, right. But next generation was what got me hooked. My mom and I w- were watched it religiously every week, new episode, watched every episode, every, every season. But what got me on was deep space nine, deep space nine. Hooked now, me. For me, it was Voyager. I loved Voyager. Oh, Voyager was fantastic. Yeah. I loved Voyager, but Deep Space Nine, the Dominion War, was like I couldn't get enough of it. I could not. It was just amazing. The stories, yeah. everything about it. So that span of Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, this is the problem. The problem was that you had those three seasons back to back to back. Right. And then you had Enterprise. I liked Enterprise. I it thought was it, was okay. Okay. it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but you had to live up to all these like next generation. Then you had to live up to you know DS9 right. Right. So I saw them do Brave New Worlds is amazing. I think I think that's got they're massive. doing a really good job with with yeah, with Brave New Worlds. Strange New Worlds, yeah. Um but Dude, you're I wasn't ridiculous. a big fan of Discovery, but I like Strange New Worlds. Oh, Discovery's awful. Discovery's yes. just pathetic. Yes. Um, but dude, this season just the dude. nostalgia is just so thick and just dude. they they I mean all the feels that they brought back to me about next generation. Yeah, yeah and it worked. It worked, and it showed to me, it showed that. 
anyone can do that if they have a good story. Yes. That's what mattered. It was a yes. good story. And it was a story that you, you knew the characters, you knew their mannerisms, you knew how right. they would be. Right. But the story mattered. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And I, there was, there was no, this is the thing, like with discovery, there's, there was no character. Like if some, one of those guys got phased to oblivion in discovery, nobody cared. Nobody I, didn't care. Right. I was like, I, I like captain Shaw to me was one of the best characters in star Trek. Oh yeah. Years. Like, yeah. Amazing. He died. And I'm oh, sorry. Spoiler. Um, you know, he gets shot at the last episode and I'm just like, damn dude, I don't want him to, he's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he was a troubled character because he had issues with Seven because of what the Borg did to his family. Right. Yep. Okay. And I mean, he was just, and he was, he he was just. This is my ship, and I'm going to do it my way. Yep. Yep. I love that character. Yeah. And then for him to come back and leave a recording of what he did for Seven. Yeah. She should be promoted to captain, and then she gets the new Enterprise. Yeah, I know it's perfect. It's it's gorgeous. It's, it's I hope I hope they run with that. I, I hope, hope they. I hope well, seven because is, at the end of it, sorry if you haven't seen it. Spoilers. Q shows up. Like, yeah. are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, at the are end, you Q shows up and goes like, after Picard's son. So I'm like, okay, John Delancey, how you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> Dude, I was just like, when that happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's the perfect ending. Like, the I mean, way to end it and just want more. And, and, you know, you and, know, and the fans are calling it Star Trek Legacy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it was just so good to see the, that whole crew together oh, again. And in one, in one last hurrah. It really was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're all in good. I mean, Patrick Stewart looks a little aged. But generally, all he's eighty, almost eighty years old now. I mean, no, I know, on. I know. But you, like, you, it's funny. You think like he was my age doing Enterprise. He was in his forties, yes, doing yeah, doing like, doing crazy. Like, I thought he was in his sixties doing Enterprise. No, <laughs> like, wait, no, next generation. So yeah, anyway. he was in his forties at that time. You know, I would have loved characters I mean, are now in their sixties and seventies, and you don't you don't realize how much time has passed. It's been thirty oh, years. I know. I, I, the only thing, because they, they added a lot of Voyager nostalgia, Tuvok yep. was in it, right? If they would have put like Cisco in it, you know, that would have been great. Right. Or even they, put they, even they, they brought back, but they, they did bring back Tuvok, which was really good. They brought Tuvok, but yeah. like that would have been sweet if they had some DS9 characters. Yes. You know, I guess, yeah. you know, Worf kind of. Is a DS9 well, character. Was DS9, yes. But like, you know, if Dax would have shown up or something, or or Julian Bashir, or or even or even or even the 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 the, the engineer, what's his name? Cole Meany is the actor. Oh, yeah, Cole Meany. Yeah. O'Brien. O'Brien, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that would have been like priceless. But anyways, can't complain. Anyways, hi Ron. Sorry. Hi, Ron. Hello. No, yeah, I'm doing good. You guys? Oh, doing, doing well. super nerd stuff, man. Super nerd stuff, yes. Nice. Yeah, man. So, so much for your prediction of a four-game sweep with the Boston Bruins. Well, yeah, I, I mean, heading into game number four, now we've had two game fours played today, but heading into game number four, all eight series had one team leading two games to one. Right. And uh, really, it's only Carolina, Boston as well, but Carolina 
that uh, is the upper seed that has that lead and and handily. I mean, you look at the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild, it's Minnesota that's out, up 2-1. You look at Edmonton, Los Angeles, it's LA that's up 2-1. Uh, you look at, um, again, Boston and Florida, it is Boston, so that's the home team there. And Toronto and the Lightning and New York. Got, me, got me pulling up what layer left yeah. I have left out. Now, now with the Toronto-Tampa Bay, I want you to hang tough with that one because I have specific questions I want to ask you, but I, I don't want to start with Toronto and Tampa Bay. Um, I'm, just kind of going, I'm just kind of going through all of this right now. And, I mean, the, the thing is, is that there's, there's two things that I'm trying to touch on here. The first one is, is that the away team has done what they needed to do in almost all of the series, and that is – steal home ice advantage right now it's the stronger seed team that has to gain that home ice vantage back again in a best of three affair mm. or or better um you look at carolina they're up three games to one you look at boston they're up three games to one so they're not in that two two situation but that's essentially the road team in the first two games did exactly what they needed to do every one of them except for the new york islanders uh, and the New Jersey Devils, rather, uh, got that uh, that that one 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 split and and stole home ice advantage. The New Jersey Devils, they do pick up a victory yesterday over the New York Rangers. A little bit odd because the New New Jersey Devils haven't been scoring very many goals. They've in three games they've only scored four four goals. The New York Rangers. Um, have had their way with the New Jersey Devils until they showed up at Madison Square Gardens. And then that just turned into a defensive effort. And the goaltender, uh, his name is Schmidt. He played his first game, looked cool as a cucumber yesterday for the New Jersey Devils. I don't know. The New York Rangers will have obviously looked at game tape and they may have some ideas and thoughts moving forward to game number four, which happens tomorrow in MSG. But it'll be that's an interesting series, the Battle of the Hudson, if you will. Uh, the New York Rangers up two games to none after taking both of the games on the road. New Jersey Devils within one after taking game three on the road. So is this going to be a road series? Hard to say. The other, the other one that I wanted to talk about real quickly is the Seattle Kraken. Now, Seattle Kraken has done a lot in their first postseason ever. First of all, they beat the defending Stanley Cup champions. They mm -hmm. get the uh, one-game split. They get the uh, home ice advantage heading back home to Seattle. They score the first goal in game number three. Uh, they did go down 3-1 after that, but then they score two goals 19 seconds apart to tie the game at three. Uh, and then in the third period, Colorado took over. And I think that Colorado is going to just take over that series from here on out. Right. The other thing I wanted to bring to your guys' attention, and I want to ask John about this too, if he's seeing it, this playoffs seem more vicious, more mean, and have way more fights than than I remember in recent years. And I, I just, to me, it's a little bit of a surprise. I, I'm a Canadian. I grew up watching hockey fights at Nauseam. Because that was really what it was. You think of Don Cherry's hockey, hockey or um, Rock'em Sock'em hockey tape. Sock yeah, they were always about the hard hits and the fights and all the rest of it as much as goals and saves. Well, and, we talked uh, about it earlier. John and I talked about it earlier about the Lightning 
Leaf series where you got Austin Matthews and um, Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos fighting each other on the ice. Steven Stamkos won that fight, by the way. But Austin Matthews, <laughs> that's his first that's his first five-minute major. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is those two guys, really, if you look at both teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs had three of their top gunners sitting in that penalty box. Tampa Bay had three. Two of them were probably their top two guys yeah. in that penalty box, not just for the five minutes, but they have to wait until the next whistle before they can come out. Yeah. It was over eight minutes of uh, game time that those those star players sat in the penalty box and could not contribute. This... So the thing that I wanted to ask you, and I, and I'll and you're the host of the show. Let's 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 deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I want to know your thoughts when you see Morgan Riley and his hit on Braden Point in the corner. At the time, the referees decided to call a five-minute major, and there's a reason for that, okay? So if you're not aware, if you call a minor, it's a minor. There's nothing you can do about it. But now in the postseason in the NHL, you can call a five-minute major which allows you to be able to review it. And the reason why you're able to review it is because if they determine that it was even more vicious or more intent, then there can be um, a game misconduct along with a suspension. But what happened yesterday, they determined that it wasn't even a two-minute minor for boarding. He got two minutes for roughing, but that was because of the melee that happened after the hit. So he got nothing for the hit. Hmm. And then he turns around and he ends up scoring the overtime winner to give the Toronto Maple Leafs a two game to one series lead. I, I can only imagine what John Cooper was thinking. And, you know, I've heard a couple of his comments. He's not nearly as bad as John Tortorella when it comes to speaking <laughs> his mind. But you know what? The thing is, is he, he, he bit his tongue. He bit his lip a couple of times and, and he held back, but he obviously disagrees with probably 80% of the people that were watching that game, that that should have been a major penalty and Morgan Riley shouldn't have been in the game. Yeah. I'm looking at the hit right now. And I mean, it, he pushed him really aggressively again into the boards on that. Um, there was no intent. There was no intent behind it though. They were playing the puck and he right. did lean in on Braden point and right. point. I'm not saying Braden Point lost his edge or or lost his balance. He definitely had a little help going into the boards, but right. he certainly went into the boards pretty hard, pretty heavy. And yeah. uh, at the time, I looked at it and I'm like, "Oh shit, he broke him. He broke himself a rib." Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know that 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 was such an aggressive hit that it would that it would that it would warrant a five minute major. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Because the, there was a lot of momentum involved in that play. There was a lot of momentum into the boards oh, that, both, that, they already, that they had already built up going towards that point. So Yeah, both 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 players from blue line into the bottom of the circle. Those guys were going full tilt trying to go for the puck. They were both they were both playing the cup. I I, I mean yeah. the, the puck. So yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. And then after that, below the circle, you know, there's only 20 feet before the board. So, I mean, that's not a lot of time to stop. Right. And when you're, when you're going that fast and your head got that much momentum, it's, it's not, not easy to stop at all or, or to stop what you're doing. So, 
You know, no, exactly. It's hockey. It's 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 hockey. It's playoff hockey. hockey. Let them play, Ron. You know what I'm saying? Let yeah. them play. Oh so, yeah, let them play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the Edmonton I, series? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, one thing I will say is that I I don't enjoy when I'm hearing people with conspiracy theories or calling out the officiating and saying that it's one-sided or lopsided or anything like that. Um, it's, it's too easy to say that when you're a diehard fan of a certain team and you see plays, but I guarantee you, if you put three people sitting on a, on a couch watching the same plays, one of them doesn't care about either team. The other one is one team's fan, and the other one is the other team's fan. You're going to get three different opinions, correct? Of of everything that you see. Yeah, well, yeah. Cavaliers Twitter was just off the chain today with the calls in, in that game today, as far as between the Cavs and the Knicks about how the refs were biased against the Cavs. So that happens yeah. with any franchise. I mean, I mean, Browns Twitter has been notorious for years about complaining that it's Cleveland against the world because nobody wants the Browns I, but to win. You know what? So. No, and it's, is, a, and it's I, a bunch of crap, is what it is. I, I gotta saying. disagree because this is this is all fans want. Yes, they just want it to. If you're gonna call a certain penalty on a team, call it on the other team too. That's it. Like if 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 yeah. if one team does something and they deserve it for sure, but if the other team does the exact same thing, call that too. Don't don't do this. Oh, that was a penalty. This wasn't. And I get Leon, it. Leon Dreisaitl, it. Leon Dreisaitl had that complaint. He thought that he was high-sticked, and he ended up getting a tripping penalty instead, or whatever it was. Well, but, that and game one. Game one, when yeah. Warren Fogel oh. got like totally interfered with and hooked and held, yeah. and then Vincent D'Arnais falling down and swings a stick. It's like, call if you're going to call that, call the other one. And it's yes. they, and and in overtime, it's a pretty big deal to call penalties. And the only time the Oilers have lost in overtime now has been when they're on the power play. Right. So it's penalty. That, that's that's the beef. It's not that I don't think I don't think that there's a there's a biased. I just think that there's it's inconsistent, of, John. It's what yeah, consistency. It, it, it can't be inconsistent. The other thing is, is that you can't all of a sudden just out of the blue decide that you're going to start sending messages because then it's too late. Um, so I can't remember what game it was what, that I was watching yesterday, but that's what happened. So as you guys know, I've been hanging around the hockey team for a long, long time, and I've been able to talk with coaches, and I've been able to talk with general managers. I've been able to talk to players. And, and the common consensus is, is that when you drop the puck at the beginning of the game, if you call a penalty very on for a trip, you got to keep that going the entire game. Right. Yeah. But conversely, you can't start escalating the calls if you didn't call them earlier. You can mm -hmm. descale the calls, but you can never escalate them. Because what ends up happening is you end up with these five, six, seven plays in a row that are questionable. And then finally the referee goes, I got to put a lid on this. Well, now right. it's too late because he's allowed too much to go right. uncalled. Yeah. So he's allowed the plays to escalate before he's making the calls. He needs to be able to bring them down. He needs to be able to put that lid on a lot sooner. And the way these playoffs are turning out right now, the way these matchups are turning out, I mean, I know that the teams are going to shake hands at the end of each series, 
But damn, it's going to be tough to uh, shake some hands for the uh, players on the other side. There's been some mean stuff. Um, uh, the uh, Florida-Boston game, um, I'm going to have to take a look to see who it was. But uh, claiming an MMA move on the ice. Uh, the the um, the one player, Lomberg, was lying on the other one with his left arm and uh, choking him out. It, it's just, it's it's wild to see. Like I said, like it, it's it's gone to a new level that I haven't seen in a long, long time. And so it'll, it, it'll just be interesting to see how that all plays out. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is how the underdogs have been outplaying some of the do- uh, teams that they shouldn't be beating. Um, the Seattle Kraken, I felt that the Seattle Kraken did outplay the Colorado Avalanche, but that's over and done with. The Toronto Maple Leafs were badly outplayed last night. Badly yeah, they outplayed. They should not have won that game last night at all. Oh, God, no. They, they, have, they, they had, have outplayed them from, from the from opening drop. They really did. They had two shots on goal in the first 15 minutes of that overtime right. period. Uh, yep. They could not win a puck battle to save their life. They couldn't mm-hmm. get a taped tape pass. They were making silly plays and not taking the shot on net that you should just be taking. And then they get the uh, the seeing eye shot from the defenseman off of a faceoff in the offensive zone. But, you know, it just goes to prove any shot is a good shot in overtime. And the Toronto Maple Leafs were not doing that last night. So we'll see if they've learned their lesson. Because if they haven't, and they allow the Tampa Bay Lightning to get back into this series, I'm going to have to call an audible and say that Tampa Bay is going to be the stronger team and has the better chance of getting through a seven-game series. Yeah, I mean they 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 did all the all the right things last night, and and Cooper was and Cooper and the players are both second up, and that that they did everything they were supposed to do. They did they played the way they were supposed to play. To win that game, and it, ju- it was just the luck, luck of the draw, luck of the the, the way the puck drops, that they lost that game. Um, you know, it's 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 a two-one series. Game four is tomorrow night. Um, you know, the Bolts play again. They, they play in Tampa again tomorrow night. So, if the Bolts can win game four. All bets are off. The Bulls are going to win that series. I think. I think if they win Game Four, the, the Bulls. That's are what going I'm saying. If, if Toronto lets Tampa Bay back in, I I think that they've sealed their fate. Um, talking about teams that are being outplayed but finding a way to win, Minnesota Wild. Now they trail the game the stars, yeah. tonight, um, and it's too bad that Ken's not here because you know the, the Minnesota Wild taking that first game in Dallas. Huge surprise. Yeah, Dallas happened. is up one nothing after after the second period right now, as far as that game is concerned. Dallas. Yeah, that's one. a that's a power play goal, right? But right. you know, the thing is, is the Minnesota Wild in their existence, I guess they've never actually had a three-one series lead. They've won some series, but they've never had a you know a stranglehold on a series. And the Dallas Stars, if they can go back again, they earn home ice advantage with a win here tonight. It becomes a best of three series and they've got two games on home ice to do it. Mm -hmm. So the Dallas Stars have been the better team night in and night out through three games and so far are uh, getting the best of the Minnesota Wild here again in game number four. But if Gustafson can keep the door closed and keep the game tight and keep it close, you know, the odd thing can happen where the underdog wins the game and the Minnesota Wild have proven that. 
and and Toronto's not supposed to be the underdog, but they've been badly outplayed, and they have a two-one series lead as well. Right. And Carolina Hurricanes against New York Islanders, um, perhaps no surprise there. Um, yeah, they're I mean, up three-one in the series now. They won that. They won today five to two, yeah. um, and then Boston, of course, won also won six to two. So, I mean, yeah, there's with, no surprise in either one of those series. Carolina and Boston both were favorites to win that series. With Carol, yeah, Carolina was. I picked the New York Islanders, and I know I did, but the Carolina Hurricanes were the upper seed in that one. Yep. New York Islanders just have not been playing what they've been capable of playing with down the stretch. Uh, the New York Islanders were on the outside looking in, and they worked themselves into a nice little position as a wild card team coming in. But um, yeah, they they are being proven to. Sh- uh, they've been. Carolina Hurricanes are showing them that they played their hardest hockey down the stretch and they're not doing very well in the postseason. The uh, New Jersey Devils, one of the top scorers in the league, no no goals against New York Rangers. New York Rangers coaching staff have done, scouting staff, coaching staff have done some great work to make sure that they can uh, shut down and and defend against the New Jersey Devils. The Boston yeah, we don't Bruins, we don't root for any New Jersey teams on this show. Just want to let you know yeah. we could care less. The Boston Bruins. You I mean you touched on them. The the Florida Panthers won one game, which they should never have done, and they won it quite handily. And maybe that was just the Boston Bruins uh, licking some wounds because they've had some injured players, and yeah. maybe it was just a case of them being a little too overconfident or whatever, right. and allowed Florida into the series with a 1-1 uh, tie on and a season split or a series split on in Boston going back to Florida. Uh, that series is done. It's going back. Yeah, to, it goes uh, back now, now. It goes back done. to Boston. I think Boston will do do their job, and I think they'll win game five. I really do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now over in the West, um, the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights, the Winnipeg Jets, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that they've got what it takes. Connor Hollybuck is the, uh, you know, he's one of the best goaltenders. They're counting on him to be able to steal a win. You need to be able to, you know, score your own wins if you if you want to put it that way. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes with uh, the next game in Winnipeg, which is uh, tomorrow night, Vegas Golden Knights up 2-1 in that series against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, That arena is raucous. Now, yesterday, the Vegas Golden Knights did have a 4-1 lead heading into the third period. Winnipeg chipped away at it and got a couple of goals, including one in the final minute to tie the game. Right. Uh, But uh, yeah, Vegas Vegas comes away with with an overtime victory. On perhaps a little bit of an ugly play, but when you look at it, the defenseman made a huge mistake. He didn't go off the wall. He didn't try to clear the zone. He was trying to go for a tape-to-tape pass by passing it virtually up the middle. It goes off of um, a skate of an offensive player off a Vegas Golden Knight and then right into the slot, onto the stick, and into the back of the net. And, uh, you know, that, that's a tough one to see, but you know what, that's, that's a junior mistake. That's, that's not a pro level hockey play. Uh, it should have been off the glass and out of the zone. Mm. Um, that essentially leaves the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. And I don't think that the Edmonton Oilers are licking wounds or anything like that, but I, 
no question that they're feeling a little bit of a sting after losing that game in overtime to the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, two of the three games going to overtime, Edmonton needs to come out like they did in game number two, and they need to be able to score big goals and often and, and put L.A. on their heels. You give L.A., if you open up that door, if you allow the team to stay in it for longer than they should, then this is what ends up happening. It's kind of that old adage uh, that you always hear in UFC fighting. You never leave it up to the officials. Never leave it up to the decision makers. Never leave it to overtime because a weird play can end up with the puck in the back of your own net and you're down two games to one. And that's kind of what happened to the Edmonton Oilers. They need to take this game so they can reclaim home ice advantage heading back to Edmonton for yeah, game number five. I don't think five. John should be concerned right now at this point. I know he doesn't want to – I know he, he, he made mention earlier – uh, before you got here, that he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want the, 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 the Oilers to play the Kings in the first round, but this is what we have. This is where we are. Yeah. Um, but with when you, as long as you've got Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid on your side, you know, it's just – it's something's about – something's bound to happen where those two just take over a game and, and, and just blow them out. Uh, I don't think – I don't think, John, you should be too concerned at this point being down to one um dude because it's edmonton brother it's edmonton i'm four days away from the nfl draft i got my my backup plan yeah ron the nfl draft is john's christmas day just to give you a heads up that's that's his christmas day is the nfl draft and I, i could care less this year because the browns don't have a first round draft pick so I'm just going to be an interested observer at this point because we are doing a Thursday night show of the NFL draft. Um, and I'm just going to, just going to sit back and enjoy the show is all I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Obviously the draft is always a big deal. I mean, uh, just real quickly, there's still lots of conversations going on about the upcoming NHL and uh, draft. Uh, May 8th is when they determine uh, who gets uh, first pick overall. Um, top or bottom five teams really are the ones that have the only shot and opportunity of uh, being able to get that first overall pick. Which so is, is that kid that you we've been talking Connor about? Connor that kid we've been talking about is he going to be the first Bedard. overall pick? Oh yeah, Connor Bedard is still na- labeled as number one. Yes, I mean yep, he's the absolutely. second. He, supposedly he's the second coming of Connor Mc, Connor McDavid. So we'll see. Well, they're calling him, uh, you know, the next generational player. Um, really? Generational small, players. It's too they, small. Well, I think so too. Um, I, I think, I think when you when you use the term generational player, yeah, you had Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, you had Sidney Crosby. Yes, you've had Connor McDavid. No to Austin Matthews, and perhaps no for the same reason the Connor Bedard. They're not generational players. They're good players, without yeah. question. Yeah. But they're not generational players. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this home for you, Scott. Martin St. Louis. Yes. Legendary player. Yes. Right? Is he a top five NHL player of all time? No. So no, he's, you can he's a be, Hall of Famer. He is a oh, Hall of Famer. Sure. You, you can be of smaller stature and be really, really good, but 
don't yeah, know. in a league where you've got people that are still playing like Alexander Ovechkin, Alexander Ovechkin, I mean, love to hate him, hate to love him, whatever. The thing is, is that he is big. He's got a huge shot. He's a yep. good playmaker. He wants to win. He's He loves the score. But you know what? He'll take your head off, too, if you give him the opportunity. Yes, he will. Uh, now, is Bedard going to languish in the minors before you get no. called up? Or is he, is he going to no. play right away? No, no. He'll be um, perhaps the top eight players, half of them for sure, will uh, make their NHL debuts come October. Okay. All right. Um, there will be obviously lots of first round picks that will stay either with the AHL team or stay with their junior teams in the Western Hockey League or in Europe or the uh, Amer or the Ontario Hockey League, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, they're they're Connor Bedard's not one of them. Connor Bedard's done his junior career. He is uh, going to be in the NHL next year, whether he's with the Anaheim Ducks or whether he's with the Montreal Canadiens or the Chicago Blackhawks or whoever. Yeah, Brett. I mean, as far as John Cooper's comments about 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 ref manipulation. It is what it is. It's the playoffs. You can't talk about the rest being manipulated or whatever he was talking about. I mean, I, I didn't read too much into the comments. I didn't even read 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 the whole thing. So, I no, I mean, it goes deeper than that. You've, you you could certainly Sheldon Kennedy could say the same thing about Wes McCauley being the referee and should never be the referee because he's right. got a bias against Sheldon Keith. And it, yeah, at the end of the day, you have you have to trust that the zebras are doing the best job that they're capable of doing. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing, there's nothing harder than being an NHL referee. NHL referees have got to be able to see and look and judge in a split second because they hockey got is four so of them on there now, man. I know, yeah. but it's still such a fast game. It's just yeah. so hard to, to be able to be on, on top of it, on top of it. 100 percent of the time so i mean it, and they and these guys are human they're going to make mistakes so it is what it is just just sit back and watch and enjoy the hockey anyway that's it that's it for this week ron thank you so much for being here we appreciate it with with ken and elliot both being out this week i appreciate you coming on um hopefully we'll see you again next sunday um for those nfl fans we will be doing a live nfl show nfl draft show on thursday night uh, starting at our usual time at 7.30, and we're going to be here as long as we're awake until the or the first round ends, whichever comes first. Vince uh, Lombardi in the house. Yes, right. Um, so on behalf of my co-host, Mr. John G. Olson, and our hockey guru, Mr. Ron Gallo, uh, I want to thank everybody that showed up tonight. Uh, we will be uh, available on replay on Vim, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, you can watch a replay. Um, and on that note, we're out with no outro to available done this week. We're just going to say, see ya. We're out of here. Toodles. Bye.